Hey friends, Hang on. Wait a second. Was that gibberish? Did that sound like gibberish to you? Hang on. Let me try again. Hey friends, today we're going to be talking about TFSA accounts because today's episode is the complete beginner's guide to TFSAs. And I want to promise you right from the beginning that none of the rest of this episode is going to sound like gibberish to you. This episode is designed to be a complete beginner friendly guide to TFSAs so that by the end of the lesson, you're going to know exactly how you can go and open your own TFSA account. You're going to feel confident depositing some savings into it, and you're going to understand how to start using this account properly to build your wealth. I'm going to break down what exactly is a TFSA, the benefits of using a TFSA, how to open one of these accounts, how to put money in, how to take money out, and the very simple rules that you need to follow to use your own TFSA properly. So stick around after the jump to go from TFSA zero to TFSA hero. Sorry, that intro was so bad. Hello, hello, and welcome to the How to Adult Show podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide for personal finance information every time you find yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? Each week, we bring you a new lesson to coach you through getting your financial life together so that you can create financial security, start building wealth, and design a life that you truly love. Thank you so much for spending some time with me here today. Now, let's get started on today's lesson. TFSA stands for Tax-Free Savings Account. This is an account that's designed for Canadians, and every Canadian should have one because it is an awesome first investment account. Unfortunately, the name tax-free savings account is very misleading to a lot of people because a TFSA is meant to be used as an investing account, not as a savings account. This means that it's an account that you can deposit your money into, and then you use that money to buy investments. And a TFSA account can hold all different types of investments like mutual funds, stocks, bonds, GICs, and yes, cash. You are allowed to deposit cash into your TFSA and save it there. But if you do this, you're missing out on the TFSA superpower that makes it one of the best investment accounts for Canadians. And to explain the superpowers of the TFSA, we're going to move on to the next section, which is the benefits of a TFSA. A TFSA is what's known as a tax advantaged account. This means that the government has granted this account tax superpowers in order to give Canadians a compelling reason to use this account to save and build their wealth for their futures. And I know tax superpowers may sound lame to you now. Sure, we would all rather fly or breathe underwater or be as perpetually happy as Paul Rudd, but just hang on a second and let me explain what exactly the tax benefits of this account are because I think you might decide that it is a better deal to open up a TFSA than to be able to fly, or at least better than having mind-reading superpowers. Nobody wants that. Those are the worst superpowers ever. There are different types of tax advantages, and in the case of the TFSA, it's what's known as a tax-sheltered account. This means that when you put money into this account, it can no longer be touched by taxes, which is pretty freaking amazing. You put your after-tax dollars into the TFSA, 
invest your money so that it grows substantially and you don't have to pay tax on the money that your investments make within that account. Then to make it even better, when you take the money back out of this account, you don't pay tax on any of it, not even income tax. All of the money that you make and withdraw is tax-free as long as it's invested in Canadian investments. Foreign investments can be taxed, but at a fairly low rate that might not even be enough to deter you from still owning foreign investments in your account. And what this means for you overall is that a TFSA gives you an opportunity to save money, then grow that money significantly through investments, take that money out to use for your life and never have to pay tax on any of it. If your investments grow to be millions of dollars within that account, and then you use those millions of dollars to fund your life, you don't have to pay tax on it. So already it's pretty cool that you don't have to pay tax on the money that you make in your TFSA or on the money that you withdraw from your TFSA. And for those of you who have watched my RRSP episodes, the other benefit of a TFSA is that unlike an RRSP, you can withdraw money from your account at absolutely any time without penalty. And you even get to keep your contribution room most of the time, meaning you can put that money back in again, you can invest it again, and it can keep on growing tax-free in this account. So now here's the question. What superpower would you rather have? The ability to fly, or the ability to make millions of dollars over the course of your life and be able to keep all of it without the government taking any of it from you. If you'd still rather be able to fly, then I'm sure there's another YouTube channel out there for you. But if you wanna learn how to get TFSA superpowers for yourself, then stick around to learn how to open a TFSA. Opening a TFSA is extremely easy. All you need is to be 18 or 19 years old, depending on what province you live in, and your social insurance number. From there, you have a variety of options for where you can open a TFSA, and it's really just a matter of personal preference where you decide to open one. For example, you could open one through a big name bank like RBC, where you have access to in-person branches and easy customer support. You could use an online bank like EQ Bank that's easy for you to access online anytime and might have lower account fees in exchange for not having in-person services. Or you could even decide to use an online brokerage like Wealthsimple if you want low fees and more self-management opportunities. It's completely up to you where you open a TFSA. And yes, you can even hold multiple TFSAs in multiple locations, which many people do, but there's really no need and I don't necessarily recommend that because it can get confusing to keep track of the money that you're depositing and withdrawing, which we are gonna cover in the next section all about depositing and withdrawing money from a TFSA. Let's start out by talking about depositing money into your TFSA because there are a few rules that you need to follow here. TFSA accounts have what's called a contribution limit. This means that the amount of money that you're allowed to deposit into your account is limited. And this limit exists to stop people from keeping all of their money in a TFSA sheltered from taxes because our society does require that we pay some tax. The TFSA account was created in 2009 and the contribution limit has started building from that year onwards. Here's a chart outlining all of the TFSA contribution limits since the account began in 2009. 
And you can see that on average, the annual TFSA contribution limit has been between $5,000 and $6,000, and that the total contribution room that has been built up since the account began is $75,500. This means that if you are old enough to open a TFSA account in 2009, you now have $75,500 worth of contribution room in that account. If you turned 18 anytime after 2009, then your contribution room started building up from the year that you turned 18. For example, if you turned 18 in 2015, then you would have $44,500 worth of contribution room in your TFSA. And that's the annual contribution limit of every year from 2015 onwards added up. Every year, they release a new annual contribution limit at the start of the year, and this then gets added onto the contribution limits of the previous years. Now, remember when I told you that your TFSA is supposed to be an investing account? This means that theoretically, since you open an account and started investing, the investments that you've purchased have grown in value. This means that you might have more money in your account than the contribution limit, and that is completely okay. That means that you're doing well, and this is what's supposed to happen. The limit is based on your deposits only. It's not based on the investment growth that's happened in the account since then. On the other hand, if you can't contribute to your TFSA every year, then that's completely okay too, and any extra contribution space that you don't use just rolls over to the next year. You're not gonna lose it. Now that we've talked about putting money into your TFSA, it's time that we talk about withdrawing money from your account. You're allowed to withdraw money from your TFSA anytime, and as we talked about, you don't have to pay tax on it. Any money that you withdraw from your TFSA is added back to your available contribution room the next year. So let's say you've been maxing out your TFSA contributions and have invested well so that your money has grown and you now have $100,000 in your TFSA today. You decide that you should withdraw $10,000 of that money to help cover the down payment on a home. That means that you have $10,000 of contribution room newly available in your account, but you're not allowed to put it back in right away. You have to wait until the start of the next year to put that $10,000 back in, in addition to having the newly available contribution room that's been announced for the following year. If you've already maxed out your contributions and you put your withdrawn money back in during the same year, then you're gonna be penalized for over-contributing to your TFSA. The penalty for over-contributing is 1% for every month that the excess money is in your account, which can add up significantly, so you don't wanna do that. Now, I have a different withdrawal situation to walk you through, and you're gonna to wanna to pay close attention to this one. If you've maxed out your TFSA, but have purchased investments that have lost value, meaning you now have less money in your TFSA than you originally put in, yes, you can still withdraw money, but you don't wanna do this because then you lose the contribution room. For example, let's say you deposited $10,000 into your TFSA and invested it all in a bad penny stock that has since lost $5,000 in value. If you withdraw that remaining $5,000, you lose the contribution room of the other $5,000 that you lost in the investment. 
And what this means is that next year, you are allowed to recontribute the $5,000 that you withdrew from the account, but not the other $5,000 lost in the investment. That room is gone forever, which means you're always gonna have less contribution room available in your TFSA than other people of the same age as you, which can become a significant setback to growing wealth with this account over time. So what is the moral of this story? Don't use your TFSA for high-risk investments. You want to be using this account to purchase safe, long-term investments for your future. Now, of course, all investments can go down at some point in time before they go back up again. So don't invest money that you know you're going to need to take out at a specific date in the future. For example, if you're saving to go back to school and you know that you're gonna to need to start school and need to start paying tuition in two years time, it's not a very good idea to invest the money that you're gonna to need to pay for that because if it happens to be down the moment that you go back to school and need to withdraw money from your TFSA to start paying your tuition, then you're gonna lose that contribution room if your investment is down at just that unfortunate moment in time. Now I know this is starting to sound a little bit scary. I promise it is not. It's actually very straightforward when you follow the rules of using a TFSA. I'm gonna give you a comprehensive list of the rules that you need to follow to use your TFSA properly. Some of these rules are gonna be just a recap of the points that I've already covered in today's lesson, but overall, this is gonna be your go-to list. First, to open up a TFSA, you need to have a social insurance number and you need to be either 18 or 19 years old, depending on the province that you live in. Second, even though it's called a tax-free savings account, this is actually an investing account. And while you don't have to invest the money that you put into your TFSA, if you don't, then you're really missing out on the huge tax-sheltered benefits of the TFSA in the first place. Third, make sure that you stick to the contribution limits set for the TFSA so that you don't accidentally over-contribute. If you're not sure what your contribution limit is, then you can log into your CRA My Account page and your limit will be listed on your dashboard. But keep in mind that this limit is only updated once a year and it might not be accurate and up-to-date if you've deposited or withdrawn money since the last time it was updated. Because of this, it's better to keep track of your own deposits and withdrawals so that you don't accidentally over-contribute. Fourth, if you find that you've accidentally over-contributed to your TFSA, take the extra money out as soon as you realize. Otherwise, you're going to be charged 1% per month for the extra money that's in that account, and that can really start to add up, and it's just unnecessary. Five, don't withdraw money at a loss. You can withdraw money tax-free anytime, but if you withdraw at a loss, you're gonna lose that contribution room forever, and again, that's just something that you don't wanna do. And finally, rule number six is do not day trade in your TFSA account. And we haven't talked about this yet, but it's very important. Day trading is the kryptonite to your TFSA's tax sheltering superpowers. You don't pay tax on the investment income in your TFSA as long as you don't day trade. If the CRA finds that you're day trading in a TFSA, and that depends on things like your number of transactions and gains, then they're gonna choose to treat your account as a business and you're going to be charged income tax on it, which can be very high. You don't wanna do this. It will cost you a lot of money that you could just be bankrolling instead by buying and holding long-term investments. 
As long as you stick to these six rules of using your TFSA, then you're gonna have the chance to do very well for yourself financially through investments without the government coming to collect any of your earnings for you. And this can do huge things for you in the scheme of planning for your future financial freedom and retirement. After all, it's not every day that you get to get paid and not have to pay any tax on it. So I highly suggest jumping on the TFSA bandwagon, opening an account and beginning to deposit and invest money into it over the course of your working life. Now, before I go, there is one more question that people always ask about TFSAs, and that's, should I put money into my TFSA or into my RRSP? I'm gonna be releasing an episode soon that compares both of these accounts and walks you through the blueprint of how to decide which account is right for you to use at different points in your life. So make sure that you hit subscribe to the channel and also turn on the notification bell if you don't wanna miss that episode coming out soon. Otherwise, if you found today's episode was helpful, then please hit the like button on the video that helps this channel out immensely and I really appreciate it. Also, if you have questions or want any further clarification at all about any points from today's lesson, then please leave them in the comment section down below where I can see your questions and either answer them directly or point you in the right direction. Thank you so much for sticking around to learn about TFSAs with me today, and I will see you right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show podcast. Our goal is always to make your life just a little bit easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place on our website blog at www.howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you found today's lesson helpful, in addition to leaving a review, which I am immensely grateful for, you can also share this episode with a friend or family member. This is the best way to keep passing financial education on to other people and sharing the knowledge and the wealth, which is what we're all about. So hit subscribe, leave a review, and I'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.